Happy New Year's, everyone. You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of January 7th, 2021. This is episode 176. From that We Survived 2020 city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And battered but not bruised, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we are continuing the conversation that we just finished up in episode 175. We're going to be talking about some post-pandemic. Yes, there will be a post, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first, or maybe everywhere you talk or everywhere you watch on media. We're going to talk about what happens after COVID goes away next on the Bellingham Podcast. No, usually I say, how you doing, Chris? But I really feel like we should in- inject a previously on the Bellingham podcast. Do, 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 do. It's, a, it's the flashback <laughs> music. Yeah, we're continuing the conversation that we started last week, the last week of de- uh, December. By the way, there's a little Easter egg that you didn't mention that I threw in there, and I don't know if any of our listeners caught it. Um, with episode 175, we are seven-eighths of the way to 200 episodes, yo. Yeah, yeah, we're almost there. Getting there, and when 200 hits, the world will end. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, hey, no, whoa, I know. Whoa. Don't no, jinx tw- it, don't 2020 is in our review mirror. No, don't anyway, do that. Don't previ- do that. Previously on the Belly Amp Podcast, we talked about some of our analog resolutions, resolutions. for 2021. Let's talk about some predictions yeah. in our little little uh, crystal ball that we got. Yeah. So pivoting again, like we didn't want to do the traditional type of like, oh, this is our New Year's resolutions and this is what we're going to expect. Like, do the whole bingo game of what we think is going to happen or not happen in, in it. The B stands for bite me in that case. No <laughs> resolutions. All right. We're going to plow forward Ooh, except and get for stuff the analog done. Ones. Except for the analog ones. All right. Fair we enough. We did promote that. Yeah. So this is uh, tongue in cheek, tongue firmly planted in cheek. This is our PPP episode. No, not paycheck protection program. This is our post pandemic prediction. I got a bunch of other anagrams that could go by PPP, but yeah, we'll call this a 3P post pandemic. No, I don't want to even yeah, deal yeah, with that. No, no, Let's no, no. let go, go for it. So, it, we've been under we've been under lockdown for relatively speaking almost a year and the world has changed our country has changed people's personalities perceptions um predicaments yes i'm putting peas in there i'm alliterating have changed and from you and me we're going to kind of hit on what we kind of see what we're going to kind of forecast as things that in our society and culture because that is what our our show is predominantly is how we see bellingham how we see life Moving forward, change. Now, do we have a crystal ball? No. Are we Nostradamuses? No. But this is our quatrain, and this is our our podcast. Absolutely. We're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about. In this case, we're going to talk about what we think or what we hope is going to happen because hope is all we have. Hope is the show's underlying motto. And as we do this... AJ, you tried something in episode 175 oh. that I really like, and I like the TikTok thing. So let's yes. go back and forth. Tick it. it. So my first thing when we look at the workplace, because let's face it, that is what everybody's chomping at the bit. Whether you are, uh, whether you work in retail, whether you work in tech, whether you are uh, an educator, educator, tap, tip of the hat to all of you. That's right. Things have changed in the workplace, and something that I'm uh, I'm worried about is the fact that relationships, uh, the work sh- workplace, the relationships you have in your workplace, that dynamic has faded over the years. Or over the year, who please, hopefully it's not years. I misspoke there. But one of the things I hope, and this is that hope thing, that this pandemic has taught us, managers, you need to change how you do meetings. We can we can make some changes for the for the better. 
uh, and how we approach meetings in the workplace. So, and and I, I also point my finger at myself. This this pandemic has taught me how I've changed, how I've run my own meetings. And the thing is, is that hashtag death to useless meetings. This pandemic has shown that there was a lot of time that we all jokingly said got wasted in meetings. And the pandemic proved we can be more productive and we can do it with less meetings or dare I say, flipping your meeting. We, we, we say this in ed tech a lot, the flipped classroom. I dare you managers to flip your meetings. If you don't got an agenda, don't hold a meeting. If you don't have an objective, don't hold a meeting. I think also what I, one of the things I hope for along these lines, and no, this is not a talk. This is a response to your tick. I think that's one thing to keep in mind to your tick is that meetings are synchronous forms of communication. Mm -hmm. And in this world that we have been in, that we are uh, meeting virtually, et cetera, et cetera, when there are things to discuss, it is shown that this information can be communicated in an asynchronous format. Yeah. I think managers have an opportunity, instead of doing this because we've always done it this way, gosh, I hope that term goes away sometime soon, that the managers can come up with ways to be able to get the information they need to report to their bosses about what their staff are doing in innovative ways based on all of the tools we have available and have been using. If you are using Slack, yeah, chime in this way. You have a record of the information from your employees. If you're using Microsoft Teams, Teams. if you're using a Google Doc, mm -hmm. if you're using a a voicemail system. Sure. You got the record of it. Why do we all need to be in person at this scheduled time, at this scheduled location virtually, when we get back into the workplace? Sure, it's going to be great to meet again, but that's that could be safe for brainstorm sessions. Yeah. When it comes to reporting status, what's a plural of status? Stati. Sure, sounds great. That would be a wonderful way to be able to enhance change come up with a new way of doing things in 2021. Well, especially because we're all going to be chomping at the bit to make movement. Like a lot of people for the last several months have probably felt pretty stick in the mud. And I'm, I'm just imploring people that want to see recouped time and see recouped progress. Well, let that be unbridled of those, those people. And let's not bring back the, the token meeting. Let's, let's use it as a productive collaboration um, innovation, all of the vations, um, vivation, put that in your, <laughs> put those in your meetings. Okay. I'm tick talk. All right. My, my talk, uh, instead of managers, I'm going to be talking to our clients and our customers. Oh, the flip side. So I've had tremendous success working from home, doing what I'm doing from a technological support standpoint in what I'm doing in customer service. My clients have realized that things are very busy. Yeah. They have, as a result, adjusted their expectations for resolutions to an issue. In, in, in other words, they've given me more time. They've, they've allowed me to come, you know, have time to be able to work on other stuff to be able to get to them. I hope that once we return to the workplace, the tyranny of the urgent is eliminated and customers' expectations are adjusted that, yes, you have an issue that you need to get resolved and patience will be appreciated. Yeah. That's it. I hope that you know there will be I don't need this now. With there are some uh, issues that need to be solved now. Yes, we will totally make time for that. But when it's an informational question or other types of I I need this for something of a 1 out of 10 scale of necessity, 
give us some additional time yeah. and we'll be able to get to you. But just that uh, adjusted expectations tick. So my tick sense of purpose, life goals and community. This is a, something I think the pandemic has definitely put a magnifying glass on. And I think across the generations, there's going to be um, some sort of shift. Like leading up to this, we had the gig economy running rampant. We had a lot of different issues that are not going to be talked about on this podcast. But quite frankly, from the society and culture perspective, I'm hoping that work here in the United States is not seen as the end all be all definitive version of a person's identity. And I'm hoping that like working like it's much like you working from home, my I, I've had a great appreciation. Sometimes it is, it's hair pulling, but I have a great appreciation of working at home and being at home with my family more. Um, that that commute was null and void, and that is time that I got back. And I've I I I, I hope that even employers um, realize that that is a perk that employers can build into packages to retain said talent. You know, being flexible and having you know that office space at uh, a physical building, perhaps not being a corner office anymore. And, you know, this was a trend that we saw, like the whole open workplace. You and I mocked it several episodes where it's like, great, everybody puts headphones on and they're still in their own silo. Introvert nightmare with the open office plan, yeah. But here is a way that the open office, um, because those spaces have been built, they're physically still here, can be still utilized. Again, going back to the collaboration, because that is what businesses need for a thriving ecosystem, whatever they're producing, but also giving that perk of, time. You don't get it back. You can make all the money in the world, but you cannot roll back that clock unless you're a time lord, just saying. Um, <laughs> but uh, I hope life goals and also community. Like um, Again, I, I got concerns about when we do go back to the workplace of that workplace dynamic is going to be changed because we have changed in the last year. Um, there's a, I, I, And I'm backing myself up with data because, of course, we're academics. Uh, APA, so the American Psychological Association back in 2012, produced a uh, white paper, a journal article, and it looks at the generational differences of young adult life goals, the concern for others, and civic orientation. Uh, Twinge, Campbell, and Freeman for those academics in the audience. And in it, it talks about the differences um, that are seen across the generations of what they see as importance and what they identify as community. Um and this pandemic, I'm going to be curious to see what the research says is a shift in that cross-generational, whether you're a, a boomer all the way down to Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a link to that PDF of that paper in the yep. show notes. And for the love of Andre the Giant. Drink. So, yes, <laughs> that will be very good. Talk. Um, uh, talk. Uh, one more work thing, and then we're going to talk about some societal stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that we've always done it this way. We've always been in our offices Monday through Friday, nine to five, doing the thing just like that song that Dolly Parton sung. Nine to five. Stop it. I love Dolly. Stop it. I know. I love Dolly too. Just stop singing that song. Okay, got you. All right. I, I, I mean it. Look at me. Stop singing it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just kidding, folks. Um, I want to have some more variety that work can get done outside of the office yeah. when we're allowed to go back to the office to be able to handle because we've been we workers have been having to juggle family life kiddo raising their job and maintaining a life all at once to get some of that 
appreciation for doing this ex over the top uh, stressful work, allowing workers agency, if possible, to be able to work from home and the office and come up with some hybrid approach. And not because if you do this for one, you have to do for them all. That's, that's, that's a that's a tough uh, slippery slope. Now, if you are uh, a server at a restaurant, you can't really work from home. Right. But there are a number of workplaces that you know a little less lights on in the in the office building can save money on the electricity bill. Yeah, this is this is definite research that was growing pre pandemic. Yes, and just to be able to have the agency, can you work? in the office Monday, Wednesday, Friday, stockpile your meetings and your in-person time for the collaboration and in-person support, but yet have Tuesday and Thursday for that time to be able to have in the home. You gotta take care of your kiddos. Oh, by the way, for the parents with kiddos, you're saving a ton of money on childcare when you're not in the office and, can, and have established that you can do the work and parent your kids, saving some money that way. It's a win-win. Yeah. I'd love to see a little bit more agency for people to decide how they're going to get their work done as opposed to punching the clock and going into the office. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so my tick, there's going to be a bottle that is going to pop for everybody. And that is my analogy for that is we're going to have experience overage. People have been locked up, cooped up, stir crazy, pent up, pent up cabin fever. And when that bubble pops, there's going to be a sonic boom of um, people claiming time off, leisure, leisure, travel, and it's I'm gonna I'm gonna call it the global travel carnivale. Like, mm -hmm. and out of it, um, I think we're gonna see a big chunk of that out of the millennial generation, largely because we mentioned in previous episodes that you know the millennials are are, are typically the experiences over things, and they're gonna be in that professional sweet spot where they have you know, disposable income and sur survived said um, pandemic. The the thing I would warn is um, going back to our analog, um, I almost said analog manifesto because I'm so used to saying that, our analog resolution episode is hopefully you made the analog resolution that if you do travel, dear listener, you keep your phone planted firmly in your pocket. Experience the fact that you are wherever you're going to be, Cancun, Puerto Vallarta, Paris, okay? You did not just spend a year of your life and then rush out just to get a selfie. Live it up. That's well said. Okay. I, I would agree with that. So that, that's what I mean by the, the travel carnival is un, uncork that bottle that has been pent up and live your life. Don't worry about getting what likes you're going to get from it. Yeah, make it count. Yep. Uh, and, and and along those lines uh, for my talk, you know what rhymes with talk? Rock. Clock. Rock. And you know what rocks? Um, KMRE FM. Oh, one them. Of, yes, 102.3 FM on the local Bellingham FM dial. And also uh, on the not-so-local worldwide web of KMRE.org. That's right. They are rocking in uh, <laughs> broadcasting our show Saturdays at 3 p.m. on the local terrestrial radio station. And do the time zone math if you're across the world somewhere. Uh, Pacific Mountain uh, time, Saturdays at 3 p.m. Or at least Pacific Standard time. That too. Pacific Standard time, Saturdays at 3 p.m. <laughs> Along those lines of everyone wanting to get out, uh, there's going to be, I, I predict, there's probably going to be some uneasy cautiousness yeah. that people are going to 
uh, have when going maskless, maskless in public. And my wife asked me this question, uh, what's the first thing you're going to do when we get the all clear sign and when things are in a place? And I immediately said, I want to spend the entire day at Cafe Adagio on Railroad Street. I want to be seated at a table with beautiful, uh, easy jazz music and some classical music playing uh, in there with the sound of an espresso machine uh, brewing drinks. I want to have wireless internet and I want to look at people and be around people and hear the ambient conversations that are different than the voices in my head from working by myself in the guest room of my home. All right, tick. So uh, our tick and talk is going to go to props, my favorite time of this episode, and that is our quality assurance. All right. Uh, this this episode of quality assurance, this bit of quality assurance is brought to you by AJ Barsay and Chris Powell, because if there's two guys in this world that know what quality is, it's us. And we assure it. <laughs> exactly. AJ, <laughs> go for it. Okay. So I've got, uh, this is something I stumbled on, and anybody who knows me, or listens to the show for the last four years knows that I have a certain affinity for uh, typewriters and no, not because of the Tom Hanks documentary, although that was really good. California typewriter was pretty slick. Yep. No, I, I had my typewriter long before that. Um, there is a Seattle typewriter sales service and restoration um, uh, business that I stumbled upon uh, on Instagram um, and they go by the Columbo collection, um, Columbo collection dot shop. And this is really cool, Chris. Did you did you check out the link? I did not, unfortunately. Okay, so the Columbo, uh, so Columbo collection, uh, to pull from their website, quote, uh, designer artists of custom restored, reconditioned vintage typewriters. In addition to sales and service, uh, their specialty is finding the perfect piece, bringing it back to life through restoration and painting. Getting, Hello. Getting to that later. Uh, to create that one-of-a-kind masterpiece made exclusively for you, Jennifer Columbo. The owner um, of uh, owner Columbo. of Yeah. So uh, they have a cool Instagram as well. This, uh, dear listener, so the de- I, I've deconstructed, I, I repaired my typewriter that I found. Um, and what's cool about these old typewriters, they had some really cool color schemes. But however, in the late 60s and early 70s, they did not have a good color scheme. It was that very, dare I say, USSR coloring scheme where it was just like, you can have any color you want as long as it is beige or green. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. I just, I don't know how else to describe it. It was like the dirty brown and the dirty oranges and not not very appealing. But pre that, you had bright, vibrant colors. You had teals and blues and reds. The red typewriters, like red staplers, are very coveted. Well, the Columbo Collection, like they have some great vintage typewriters, old Olympuses, um, or Olympias, sorry, not cameras. Um, so Smith Corona is like the one that I have. Um, and they restore it to their former glory, make sure they're mechanically great. And then the colors are just hot rod, dude. They're just hot rod. As as discussed in our show of, uh, previously, 174, and in previous ones, to have the custom watch, the custom, uh, the custom outfit, the custom coffee drink, you get a custom typewriter to, that fits your personality that when people come over and they see, wow, that's really, you know, like eye popping, yeah. but you're actually producing, creating, making work on it. Yeah. All the better. Good good on uh, Ms. Columbo yeah. in the columbocollection.shop. By the way, folks, it's not .com. Nope. www.columbocollection.shop. Yeah, well, that's pretty good synchronization. Yeah, we did do pretty good. No, I like I said, I just I, I found this. Now I will say this, um, because a lot of people have reached out to me and asked, do I really use that typewriter? And the answer is yes. Like I've literally brought it into coffee shops. 
And and also, <laughs> I can I can ver- I can vouch for this, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, earlier you may, if you listened to the previous episode on on our show, I'd mentioned AJ as a Christmas gift made me bread, and it, I want to describe it to you like an NPR episode. AJ took. Extensive measures to be able to present something that is both nutritious and beautiful. AJ took his artisan quality bread and wrapped it in a brown paper material using some uh, rope uh, to be able to tie it all together. And then as the coup de gras, if you will, uh, added a tag wishing me a Merry Christmas that was done on a typewriter because... <laughs> It was the perfect AJ Barce gift because I know this homeboy for about seven, eight, eight years. Nine years. Yeah, we're going yeah. on a decade. My yeah. goodness, what has happened to time? Um, no, AJ uses a typewriter, and he and he had the tag for the Christmas gift created on his typewriter. Good yeah. on you. Yeah, I don't I don't own a printer, so like that's 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 how I type. Funny thing, I don't own a printer either. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go figure. Anyway, what's what's your quality assurance, Chris? Uh, so. I don't know if some of you have already seen this already. Uh, on January 1st, my tuchus was firmly planted on my sofa uh, watching Netflix because um, there is a new documentary that has just been released. Um, so there are two guys, Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. They're called The Minimalists. And these two guys did a documentary called Minimalism. I think it was back in 20s. Uh, it was in the past, but they've been doing... They've been blogging about minimalism and that lifestyle choice for going on 10 years now. Yeah. And they have a new documentary called Less Is Now, starting off 2021 with a little less. Cool. Um, I definitely think uh, it's something to watch if you got a chance to be able to take two hours of your time and sit down and enjoy something. It'll give you a different perspective if you're not well-versed in the minimalism uh, ideal mindset. Uh, Did Matt Diavella produce this one as well? Yes, he did. Oh, rock on. Yes, indeed. Yeah, no, I've got it in my watch list. I haven't haven't been able to get to it. Well, I mean, there's stuff going on as we started 2021. You got a list of things to do, but uh, that quality assurance... I had an opportunity. I don't know if I mentioned this on the episode. I actually met one of the minimalists. Now, oh. I'm going to be a fanboy here, oh, and I'm going to talk a little bit. All right. But um, so Ryan Nicodemus is the darker haired of the duo. <laughs> and for the initial documentary, The uh, Minimalism, it had a, a showing in Seattle at a, a local theater. Uh, independent theater house. Right next door to that is a coffee shop. So being the prepared person that I am, there's some peas in there. Um, I get to Seattle and that destination well early ahead of time because I don't trust Seattle traffic. Yeah, no. And, uh, and so I got there and I got a couple hours to kill. So I'm going into the coffee shop. I'm just hanging out. I have a full bladder. Of course. <laughs> as would be expected. And I go to the c- cash register to uh, get the key to the bathroom because I went over there. Oh, you need a key. All right, so I'm waiting in line. And there's a gentleman in front of me with longish hair. And it doesn't really faze me too much, but I look at the side of his head and it's the dude from The Minimalist. And I said, Ryan Nicodemus. And this is, you know, pre-mask. Yeah. Where I was able to do this. Back in the day now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I just said his name and he turned around and and I go, my name's Chris. I'm a big fan. I'm here for the documentary. Just want to say hello. Because I'm not one of these, I love your work. I get your autograph, please. That's not my style. (laughs) Um, But he go, and I I held out my hand to shake his hand. I go, hey man, I love your work. Looking forward to the documentary. He goes, hey man, I'm a hugger. And this dude who's like 5'10 or something like that. And I'm 6'3 and I'm a bit of a beast. 
he just said, hey, man, I'm a hugger. And he just gives me this hug, and I'm like, okay. And, and that's cool. And I do the whole, you know, bro pat, 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 and, and that's great. Uh, and I go, you know, glad you're here in Seattle. Looking forward to the show. Hopefully everything goes well. He goes, man, really appreciate it. Appreciate you coming out. He's doing the whole shtick. Of course. And then I got the key to the bathroom and go to the bathroom. Right but on. anyway, um, so I got a little bit of a connection with these two guys. That's cool. Um, and I got hugged. I got hugged by Ryan. Uh, <laughs> Sup, Ryan? Check out the Minimalist Less Is Now documentary on Netflix. It should be available in your probably new arrivals uh, yeah. section for that. So, no, it, yeah, that, that, I'm looking forward to that one. So I was. Yeah, so now that I'm done yammering about that, AJ, I'm going off script right now, and I got a pop quiz for you. Ooh, I hate pop quizzes. Yeah, well, you're gonna get you're gonna deal with this one anyway. <laughs> so. Um, Going back to Columbo Collection, yeah, and uh, as you're describing the process of what they do to you know customize, restore, or get you that perfect piece, you've got your Smith Corona. Yeah. Now, it, it, what color is that one? So, so it's a it's it's a vintage uh, 1970s Smith Corona uh, Galaxy Deluxe, and it's uh, it's got a kind of a teal top part. And kind of that um, off-white, regular, uh, where the keys are and stuff. It's, so it's, it's a two-tone. You probably would be able to see it in some of your Instagram posts, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks So it's basically in the same vein as like a vintage uh, Fender uh, Stratocaster, that teal color. Seafoam oh, yeah. green, baby. Oh, yeah. A little bit darker, but All yeah, right, that era. Good. So let, riddle me this, Batman. Let's Hit just me. say that now you have an opportunity to get your perfect piece because yeah. you've been limited to what's available. What typewriter and oh, what color... Man. What are the what is the what is the AJ Barsay special? There is, and I'm I'm not as well versed in typewriters as I am in watches, but there is. When I was doing research on, on the the Smith Corona, um, there was, and I think it was an a, a Olympia that was made back in the, the the heyday of like Pan Am, and it was a flight typewriter. Um, so it's it's like the laptop of typewriters, if I may say, and it was called like I want to call it like the Sky Chief or Air Air Chief or something like that. And um, it was super small, super lightweight. I'd love to get my hands on something like that. Um, hey, Jennifer, you listening? <laughs> we could use your input on this, but anyway, continue. Yeah, yeah no, so, something like that. One of the, because I, I have, it, like, nuck-nucking aside, uh, I have brought my, my Smith Corona to back pre-pandemic days, um, you know, to the coffee shop and stuff. And it always turns heads and I always get good conversation well, out of it. the clacky clack will always it's turn great. heads. Yeah. Um, if not that, um, Olympia did, uh, a few actually typewriters did this where they had cursive script as opposed to uh, sans serif or serif um, uh, cases on their keys. Um, I've seen, I uh, had a friend of ours, um, shout out to Nora. I think she listens to the show. Uh, she has one. And uh, that's just really cool. But if, if I'm more of a, a function over form, um, I have to say probably one of the like those those old airline. If they have a full full keyboard, yeah, that'd be cool, dude. But what color would you get? Um, wow, that's a good question. Like my my default would be like black, like Chris Powell. Like there's no other color. Matte black everywhere, baby. Um, but uh, yeah, no, like I don't know, like a like a like a. It'd be cool as a blue, like a like a like a. Uh, navy blue would be kind of cool. Navy blue, maybe yeah. to go with uh, some the Baltic. Of the, yeah, yeah, the Baltic. Yeah. yeah, I gotcha. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if Jennifer in in, in the Colombo collection uh, restores forks. Um, if she did, it would probably have some really cool color combinations. I would imagine so. I'll have to get a fork, but in the meantime, let's stick a fork in this episode. <laughs> that wraps it up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us. Wherever you stop laughing, Chris, wherever you get your podcast, wherever if you're in the Bellingham area, this is 
professional. We gotta sound serious. You might be listening to us on Camry 102.3 FM. They're community powered and streaming all over, <laughs> all over the internet at KMRE.org. I can't be serious, man. This is too much fun. Oh, and of course, we never take ourselves too seriously. I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us in this new year on the Bellingham Podcast. We are some of the um, highest class podcasters there is on the internet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Compared to some <laughs> podcasters, we are upper crust. <laughs>